We are now going live on TradingView to present the uh, market assets that look pretty good after this Mideast tension in Israel today on October 9th. So let me just get live. Okay, so we're going live. Hold it on. Hold on. <clears throat> hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's... Uh, Brian here from quantlabs.net. So today we're going to, I'm going to keep this capped at one hour, just so people know. And um, yeah, so we're going to keep this capped at one hour. Going to go over two posts I posted this morning about this Mideast thing. Hello, Peppy. Um, we're going to keep this, like I said, one hour. Um, got two posts here, one for this morning. Uh, what was moving back then and this is using again oanda data along with forex data as well from oanda and then we also have one i just posted like an hour ago so let's go through this one first uh, if you got any questions just chime on in jump on in for participation uh okay so let me pull up my good old so that's the list right there we'll go through Moving it off screen here. And then I've got my trading view. One big difference between this week is I'm not having a little loudmouth chihuahua around to make uh, life difficult. So we have addressed that problem. Okay, so let's talk about uh, currencies first. There's a couple of um, obvious um, obvious instruments that moved today, uh, this morning. Today's uh, October 9th. It's our Canadian uh, Thanksgiving. So people are off on, on Monday in lieu of uh, Thanksgiving for here in Canada. Um, I know the rest of the world's open. So uh, let's start with the first one, which is uh, I'm looking at here of the week. Well, let me, let me first start with this one. This is the pretty obvious one is uh mexican the, the mexican peso is proven to be uh a, a strange um forex or a currency pair that you wouldn't think is performing um geez let me just uh yeah let me pull oh end up okay so we're in sync with the data and uh the chart okay so i don't know why this is not running Oh, well, I don't know why this is okay. This is not a good thing. Okay. Um, USD launch chart. Let's hope this works. Hope there's not a new bug in trading view. It's very rare for me to see that. Um, looks like we have our chart. Yeah, here we go. Right on, right on, right on. So let me pull up a hourly chart here. Maybe the four hour might be better. Um, so you can see here, um, since September 23rd, USD Mexican peso has rallied, still has rallied, uh, still after all this stuff that's been going on yesterday or on um, Saturday. So it has not weakened at all. So that's one pair to look for. Um, the question will always be, when will this come down? It's hard to say. Um, but so far, this one has proven to hold tight in its rally uh, for that. 
Now, the other one that most people will know about is BCO or Brent crude oil. Um, let's see here. We are looking for... I Let me see if I can pull up WTI. WTI, West Texas crude oil. There we go. So that's in Oanda here. Obviously, oh man. Hello, hello. Uh, we got uh, buffering problems here. Uh, let me just see what's going on here. My apologies. I'm going to have to just bear with me for a second here. Nothing's running on my computer here. Uh, don't know. I think this has got to be a a, a problem with uh, with uh, with last week as well, where it just dropped my connection. I'm going to keep my eyes on for the buffering notification on this. So hopefully this will get cleared up. Anyways, all right. So like I was saying for the WTI, it came like there was a prediction I'd be making at ninety four dollars, and guess where it was? Just ninety five, and it brought back uh, on that last rally. Um, so it did a nice, they said about 4 or 5% rally um, today. And now it's kind of gone range bound. Now the question is, will it start to rally again? So if I pull up a one hour time frame, you could see it's clearly gone range bound. So all of these um, particular, um, particular uh, instruments might not be sustainable long-term. Um, I will show you some that have proven to be um, sustainable over the last few months, but it has nothing to do with uh, what happened in Israel. So this one may drop back again. It's hard to say. Uh, I did put up a note when bad things happen, like anything that involves kind of any kind of conflict, usually uh, uh, oil will rally. Um, because of a concern of uh, supply. And I just heard earlier today how, it, I'm not sure which line it was. I think it was um, Chevron. They had to disable the uh, pipelines into Gaza because they thought that they would be, um, uh, attacks would happen on them. But they were doing that anyways under the uh, Israeli defense minister anyhow. So it's things like that that may drive up um, the uh, price of oil, long-term, short-term, nobody knows. But when it's range-bound, it's hard to say uh, which way it will go. Um, okay, so let me show you one that should continue to move up. Don't expect this to go gangbusters. So this one's the Euro, Turkish Lira. Uh, I don't think any of the countries will get involved in this conflict. They just don't want to. Um, just there's no gain for them, but you can see here on a uh, one-hour rally. So it's not much, 28.75 to 29.33, not much of a rally. But um, the thing to take away from this is on a daily view, you can see it's rallied quite a bit, and it's kind of gone into this holding pattern. So there's the volume there. So when you see big volume, the green bars like that, that you may be safe to say anticipate a a rally to continue. So if you look at a four hour, looks like it is, but there's some volatility obviously in there. On the one hour, uh, same thing. 
but uh, it typically anything in Turkish lira is going to be volatile anyways. So I can't say anything about it. But if you look at the, um, let's say, uh, a year-to-date view, as I said, you could see that big rally there. Uh, one year, same thing. Five year, it's been constantly going up over the last five years. So, you know, it may go range bound, but this could continue to drive up with this conflict if it goes long term. So that's one of potentially a safer one that may get driven up. As I said, if you got questions, let me know. All right. So there's that one. Um, we've talked about USD Mexico. Um, let me, excuse me. Excuse me. So I want to show you uh, silver has been responding as well. Not gold. Um, not gold. But silver and euro did move. Um, so if I pull up a one day, you can see it's sort, sort of spike in there. Again, this is really hard to say because you can see the volatility there. And that's all of September. And they've always said that September is one of the most volatile months in, of, of the year. Um, so again... This may not be sustainable, but it did spike. When you also look at uh, gold and euro as well, um, you'll see the same kind of move. Now, you may go, how does that compare to uh, in U.S. dollar? So if I show you that, let's say gold and U.S. dollar, you'll see that the U.S. dollar um, is pretty well in line with the euro. Uh, so let me show you that as well, the U.S. dollar. So I'll show you the uh, dollar index, currency index. So that's the DXY. Um, this one was quite surprising for me. Uh, as I said, this was rallying pretty good from July up until here, October 2nd, and it's dropped back now to $1.06. This is a surprise because I thought this would continue to drive up. Now, in the next few days, if it should, I'm not saying it will, but it should uh, rally because this is a, still a safe haven. And even if uh, the bonds in the U.S. go up, so does the uh, U.S. dollar. That's typical of how that's supposed to move. Um, let me know if you got any questions so far on that. So that's the U.S. dollar. Um, so long-term... I would probably look into the dollar, and I say that again. I've said this before. If you look at the five-year and how it responded in 2022, when things get risky, so does the dollar. It rallies. When the liquidity comes in, it drops back, and you can see what's been happening all this year as well. So, um, which brings me to um, one I should mention here, is I've used this quite a lot. And it's fairly reliable as a gold-silver ratio. So in here, we've got weekly, uh, a weekly chart here. So you can see how it's gone range-bound. But last year, when uh, the pandemic set in, you can see it spiked. So this is a weekly view. So it spiked. It dropped back, to, back down once the Fed started pumping more liquidity and just pumping money in the U.S. economy, and it's kind of gone range-bound. And you can see here it's still range-bound. Uh, when you look at the daily, um, let me just pull up uh, a one-day view. So you can see here, going back to August, it's been fairly range-bound. It's been slightly elevated, 
Um, but more importantly, is this view. So I've always shown this before, just to give you a historical view of this. This is where the financial crisis began, spiked, and a drop back with um, liquidity being pumped into the uh, U.S. economy by the Fed. Um, and then that's how and what led to this massive recovery up until 2019. Along comes the pandemic. You can see what happened again. More money gets pumped into the economy of the U.S. Is now this is $6 trillion. And you can see that it's starting to move up a bit and, 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 and it's gone range bound. But the real concern is when you look at the peak of what happened in 2008, under normal circumstances with no crisis, well, there is a crisis, an underlying crisis called $33 trillion of debt, you can see how the uh, gold-silver ratio is now elevated. So there will be something brewing. They say it may happen the next few weeks of a crash. This could suddenly spike up. I can't say, um, but that's something to really watch tightly as well. And 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 that could, if you want to trade as a CFD on Oanda, you probably could. Of course, you can't do that in the U.S. Uh, okay, so there's that. If you got any questions, let me know. All right, so I'm just going to come back to my list here. Um, now, I've shown you um, the... Ones that are moving today, there's a few more. Um, okay, let's talk about going back to gold. So, this is gold silver. So, let's do a comparison with uh gold and US dollar. Now, considering what happened uh in Israel, you'd think gold would spike. Now, the question is, did it spike? Well, not really. Okay, so. Why is that? So let me get rid of this one and I'll start focusing on gold and looking at the different currencies out there to compare this to. So, um, yeah, so let me just bring in gold and US dollar. And here on a daily view, you would expect gold to move up and instead it moved down. And you got to ask yourself, why is that? That's not normal. If there's a calamity in the world, gold should spike. But when you look at, uh, I think that's a monthly view. Sorry. Let me pull up uh, a daily view. So I made, okay, so it did sort of spike. Okay. So it did spike a little bit. Um, but when you compare that back to, let's say, a typical natural gold move, uh, gold, and Turkish lira, let's say. This is the one to watch. So let me bring just this comparison here back to gold and US dollar. Okay, so you can see here uh, gold and US dollars right here. So it moved up a little bit. Here it moved up quite a bit. The other thing you need to concern yourself is if you want to know and trade gold properly i'd watch how it's trading in the in the turkish lira because when you factor in all the risk of the government shutdown uh the government blah 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 the debt two trillion dollar debt potentially this year the deficit uh yeah gold should be moving up and you can see quite clearly that seems to be the case in turkish lira whereas it's manipulated in us dollar and the us markets that could be said right across the board uh, in Euro, as I can show you, uh, and all the major Western 
currencies, uh, except for the lira, because no one no one's manipulating the lira, right? So you can see here, gold should be a lot higher considering what's going on than two percent, eleven percent, whereas it's gone up sixty three percent. So if you want to trade gold, um, it's not very volatile. It's still fairly stable in price, but you want to get true moves of what you would expect from gold, go with gold and Turkish lira. So this is the one to watch to see what happens in the Mideast, okay? That's the one. That's your real fa uh, risk factor you watch for gold. And I'm just curious as, as well. Um, let me get rid of this one. And then we'll compare, if I can get it, silver and Turkish lira. If I, I'm sure I can do that. Um, so there you go again. So similar moves with uh, silver and Turkish lira. That's the one to watch, not where the manipulation is happening in the West, okay? That's, that's important to understand. Any questions on that? No, okay. All right, so I'm going to continue moving along. So we're going to go back to the major ones of the defense, the, the, the safe havens that used to be safe havens. So let me get rid of this one. Now, one of them I've gone on and on and on about is the uh, USD Japanese yen. This is a really good one to have for sure in your portfolio. Um, but you can see here, it's kind of been dropping off. The reason this is dropping off, just like here, are people are getting worried about uh, government Bank of Japan intervention. So this may, they may intervene, they intervene here. And you can see that big drop off. They may intervene here and it may drop, but they will have a supposed loose policy on the end. So it may recover. Okay. So I wouldn't quite yet dive into the USD Japanese yen. If you've taken profit so far and you've done okay, congrats. Wait for the B, um, the BOJ uh, to step in, intervene. And then at that point afterwards, it's, it probably will continue to move up. This is a safe haven. And how do I know that? Again, watch what happened in 2022. Okay, so you can see that moved up. It's moving up now. And this is one of those safe haven plays as well. And especially with what's happened in the yen, or sorry, in, in Israel. And when you look at uh, five-day view, you can see what happened, right? It spooked that trade, okay? And along will come that intervention as well to drop it back further. That's what I'm saying. How do I know that? Well, <laughs> the Federal Reserve did meet with the Bank of Japan. So they're coordinating something. I don't know, okay? Any questions on that? Okay, another one to watch out of that lot is the USD Swiss franc as well. Now, this one's a little different. Um, now, if I showed you a one-year view, you can see there it's been moving up pretty good. But here it's been dropping back again. So this one's a little different. Again, let me show you, uh, I don't know, the five-year. See what happened in 2022. That's your that's your metric to say everything went to hell in a handbasket. What moved last last year? I'm showing them to you. The USD Swiss franc, USD Japanese yen, boom. Okay, so what, what's happening here? Uh, quite simply, um, is another potential for the Bank of Switzerland, the Swiss National Bank, may intervene again and manipulate this, the franc 
because you have to remember what happened when they depegged. Uh, let me see all time. There was an all time here. I, I can't remember what year, but uh, I mean, the last five years, I can't remember the exact time, but they de depegged from the euro and it dropped back. I believe it was 20%. So beware of that because that may happen again. Because what happens is for the locals in Switzerland, um, as the Swiss franc weakens, it becomes more expensive for the locals in Switzerland to buy a product that's imported in the country. And it becomes more expensive because the uh, Swiss franc is too high when they import those products. And then they are much more expensive. Said the same thing with the DXY as well, the dollar index, because that's why that's dropping, because maybe they want to um, uh, stimulate the U.S. economy through exports because now the U.S. dollar is cheaper. That makes sense as well. All right, so um, let me know if that makes sense, if you guys got questions on that. So those are the two major currencies to watch. Um, just still going through my major list here. Uh, there's some smaller ones that are interesting to watch. Um, one that's been moving pretty good. Actually, let me show you this one. So traditionally, the the two currencies you stay away from are Turkish lira and the South African rand. Now I've shown you already what's happening with the Turkish lira, and up until a point that they had, they let the the currency deflate they have they brought in a new finance minister and they're somewhat trying to control the situation on the lira so you're seeing that strengthen the other one to watch is this one and again i don't know if this is a long-term trend but if things get really bad in the upside down world we live in in high debt check out what's going on with the rand as well okay so the rand is moving now too and um, who would think, right? Now, one of the things you need to understand about these kind of currencies is spread cost. So the spread cost will be fairly high. Um, what you could do is potentially, if there's out there a um, a uh, an ETF that you can ex get exposed to on the South African Rand and maybe short that, I don't know, just saying, um, and uh, leave it at that. Uh, but that's the RAND, that's the trend, and that's another weird one that theoretically shouldn't be happening. Uh, okay, so continuing along, uh, this one as well. This one you wouldn't think as well. Now, this is unique for Oanda, the uh, the um, Czech. Uh, I don't know the name of the currency, but it's Czech uh, as well. Similar thing, it's starting to rally as well. Um, let me show you a three-month view. You can see it says rallying as well. And it's kind of rallying in a nice way where it's the dips aren't as bad, like just similar to the to the leader uh, to the Japanese yen. So this is another interesting one to watch. And this could continue to rally and seems to have no effect by what happened in Israel. So I don't know what to tell you there. Any questions so far? Okay. Um I can keep going. What I'm saying is right now the forks are the ones that are moving, not a lot, but consistently things get really bad. Um, I've already shown you the silver and gold moves. I've got here silver and Japanese yen moved. 
as well. Um, ones that were kind of moving prior was the Scandinavian. So if I showed you USD Norwegian Krone, you can see it's kind of dropped back. That's why it's not on my top pick list because of this, because now the Norwegian's strengthening. That could be the something in the economy news. They have a well fund. I would have said it's the gold oil price, but maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, because this currency is tied to the oil performance as well. Um, another one to watch Scandinavian-wise is the USD Swedish krona. You can see here, had a nice rally here, and then it's kind of flattening out. So not much going on there. But what, I'll, what I will say, if things go bad again, watch this one probably start to rally as well. Another one, I don't know if I showed this, is the USD Denmark, DKK, um, Danish Krone as well. You can see that one's still holding on to its trend as well. So this may rally as well after a few days of the uh, conflict in the Mideast. Not saying it will or won't, but it could. Uh, that's all I'm seeing right now on this morning's post. And as I said, I got uh, one for uh, a few hours ago. So I'm going to load those up as well. Here's the list. Um, this might be another. Uh, let's look for anything unique in here. How are we all doing out there? Okay. Um, so I wish I could give you more exciting stuff uh, to show you, but uh, this is all I'm seeing. Okay, so I'm looking at the last few hours. So this will go into the Asian trade as well. So we've got here, um, I'm not sure if I showed you this one, the Euro Turkish Lira um, as well. So you can see that's kind of rallying a little bit there. That's a one-hour time frame. Let's look at the year-to-date. Another similar, yeah, I showed this before. This is what you want to watch right here. As more, more uh, volume starts to build on the positive volume on the green side, so this may start to move up because of this volume. If that spikes, it's to continue. So that's just to verify what to look for if this will continue to move up. Um. Okay, uh, I've got here some Hong Kong as well, Australian uh, Hong Kong dollar. So you can imagine this has got nothing to do with the Mideast, and it shouldn't be all that bad. But you can see here, this is kind of rallying. Again, I don't know if that means anything. Uh, I'm also seeing here the Deutsche, the Deutsche uh, 10-year bond. Yeah. So this is the Bund, actually. Let's see that that big spike there. So that might be another place where international uh, might be going into. I'm not seeing that with the uh, U.S., I don't know, let's say short-term, two-year, a U.S. bond, two-year. I don't know. I don't think I can see that on, uh, let's see. I don't think I can see that. Yeah, I don't think you can see that on uh, TradingView uh, on the two-year bond. 
but uh, I think that might move up. But this this one was an interesting one, how that spiked on the, the bun as well. Uh, so we've got the usual. Um, Australia's weakening. There's a whole pile of them. So here's the Australian US dollar. Again, I don't think it means anything considering these big moves down. Um, gold and Hong Kong dollar. Let's see that. This might perform a little better than the Western currencies as well. I mean, not as much as the Turkish lira, but let's see that one. So you can see that big move there uh, as well. Um, let me just pull up uh, five day. Yeah, so since October 6th, it's moved up quite a bit. How does that compare to, let's say, again, the Canadian, the, the uh, US dollar? as well pretty well in line how's that compare yet again to the lira so since friday which would give you a better return yeah so you're going to get a little bit of a bump in the turkish lira okay um trying to think of anything else out there um, the markets rallied today a little bit. Um, I'm surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised by this uh, as well. As you can see there. Um, let me just get rid of these two. You can see that spiked quite nicely, actually, since Friday from 4.2024 to 4.3035. So that's the S&P 500. Um, the funny thing is when you compare that to the NASDAQ, it was a long time where the NASDAQ was outperforming uh, the S&P, uh, the, the New York um, S&P. But um, yeah, you can see that slight difference there, 1.54 for NASDAQ versus negative 0.39. But let's say if we compare that to a monthly view, you can see here it's still edging. It's not losing as much, but let's say if I did a five-day. Uh, so it looks like, uh, yeah, the NASDAQ still outperforms. Uh, okay, uh, there's not much else to show you. I can show you the one that was performing, which was the USD Polish Zlatli. Um, right here. And uh, let me get rid of that. So this was performing quite nicely. So what the daily view here. You can see it had a nice little rally. It's been dropping back. Now, that might be due to the upcoming election. Um, does it have something to do with the Russian and they're not funding the Ukrainians anymore? I don't know. But uh, I just wanted to take note of that. So it had a nice little rally. And that's what I'm saying. The same thing with a Mexican USD Mexican peso. This rally looked pretty good, and I thought it was sustainable. But again, the uh, USD Mexican peso had similar performance. But since the the Polish lotley has been dropping back, um, you can see here it's still out. It's still outperforming. So if I did a five day, let's say the Mexican peso is outpacing it by just a little bit. Uh, two or three percent. So, how long will the Mexican peso continue like this? I don't know in terms of weakening. Um, that's a tough one, but it's still weakening. And I believe this, did I say this was a five day view. Yeah, that's a five day view. So, beyond that, I'm not sure. <laughs>
Any questions so far? If not, that's all I got for you. Um, maybe another one, the Euro. Hungarians, another one to watch. Uh, out of just interest. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a bit flat. That's all I can see right now. Yeah, any other questions here? Okay, uh, it doesn't look like it. All right, so this has been synced with the uh, YouTube. So you can watch this on YouTube, and you can obviously watch this on the TradingView stream under my user ID. And that's pretty well all I got. Thanks for watching. Have a good night.